I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You can now support Ghost Maps on Patreon and buy our official merchandise on Redbubble. Simply look for We Are Huntu or click the links in the description. Ghost Maps. Entry 27. Changi, Singapore. Suresh has been acting for close to a decade now. But even from his earliest gigs, he'd earned a reputation among the theatre, television and film communities for two things. One was that he was a hard worker. He'd always be one of the first to arrive on set or at rehearsals and one of the last to leave. He'd always offer to help the crew haul equipment and he'd even arrange lunch for everyone whenever he could. The other thing Suresh was known for, however, was being that fella with the third eye. It started off at one of my first editions, he tells me, taking a seat at the Tuapayo coffee shop table between myself and my previous interviewee, Mark, an assistant director, and a friend of Suresh's. The producer and director had set up a chair for me, but I just stood throughout the whole edition, he says. Before he can continue, the drink stall uncle interrupts Suresh's story to gruffly ask for his order. Suresh politely requests a te alia, but only after checking with Mark and me whether we wanted anything as well. Once the uncle leaves, Suresh continues with a laugh. I didn't get the part, but it was only later that I found out why. They thought I was a bit too weird to work with, because I was talking to someone in the empty seat they had set up for me. Before Suresh had arrived, Mark was telling me about an experience that he had encountered in 2015 on a shoot and an abandoned bungalow in Changi. Mark had asked Suresh to join us because he felt his friend could add a little more to this story, particularly because of his ability. After Mark catches him up with what he's already told me, Suresh asks if he could start from when the crew had arrived at the bungalow. I tell him to start from his beginning. After the bus had pulled up to the location, the crew's driver, an old man named Hong, had asked two young production assistants not to smoke around a bin that was a couple of metres away from the bungalow itself. No smoke there. Down there no good, he said. Many times got bad things happen there. The two PAs had brushed the old man off. Suresh wasn't sure what bad thing Hong was talking about. But in that moment, it was clear as day 
to Suresh why Hong had an uneasy feeling about that bin. Standing between the two PAs was what Suresh describes as the shadow of a woman. Well, actually, it wasn't a shadow per se, he corrects himself, pausing to find the right words. Almost like a cloud of smoke that took the form of a woman. Suresh tells me that he's been seeing spirits since he was a child, but he'd never seen anything like this before. Most of the time, they just look like you and me. So this was... He trails off for a second. I give him a while to compose himself, then ask him what happened next. I freaked out, of course. He chuckles, mirthlessly. Instead of calmly coaxing the PAs away from the bin, I yelled at them. Don't play around this area. You don't know what's watching. I must have come off as either a nutcase or a diva. As the PAs begrudgingly walked away from their smoking corner, though, the shadow seemed to dissipate. It should have filled Suresh with relief, but he was still plagued by an uneasy feeling. He knew that the shadow wasn't gone. But it wasn't just that, though. The whole area gave off an ominous vibe. And not just because it was tucked away in a seemingly forgotten part of Changi, far enough from the nearest sign of civilization. After a few hours of prep and setup, the director eventually asked Hong to say a couple of prayers to keep the crew safe from the supernatural, as was customary on almost all shoots in Singapore. But even as everyone gathered around the elderly driver, Suresh knew that his prayers would not be enough. And almost to prove his point, just outside the huddled crew the shadow reappeared. Like before, however, it vanished a moment later. Mark interjects at this point. As far as I could tell, things were going fine after the prayers, he says. Suresh adds that he and Mark didn't really know each other back then, so Mark wasn't familiar with his reputation. Bro, if I was, I'd have honestly just ran the hell out of there myself the moment I saw the look on Suresh's face, Mark says. All through the night, the shadow would reappear and disappear again and again. It didn't seem to bother anyone and mostly kept its distance. But, of course... Suresh couldn't shake that uneasy feeling. He clearly wasn't the only one, though. A couple of times, he caught Hong arguing with the director. His tone was one of worry and concern. But the director kept waving him off. Suresh would later find out that Hong shared his uneasiness and tried to get the director to call off the shoot or at least wrap things up early. But the director wouldn't budge. Feeling 
Trapped and alone, Suresh tried to keep his head down, tried to just do what he needed to do and not pay any attention to the shadow. But then he was hit with a sickeningly sweet smell. It was a smell that Mark had smelled earlier when he had an encounter of his own. It was overpowering and made Suresh feel ill. The way he would later describe it to Mark, though, he realised that the sweetness had hit him much harder than Mark. Unable to ignore it, that's when Suresh realised why he kept seeing the shadow appear and disappear all night. It wasn't just one shadow. I asked him how many there were. The colour drains from his cheeks. Too many, he says. And they weren't human. He realised then that they were gathering and getting closer to the crew. And they were chanting something. He looked over at Hong. The old man couldn't see them, that much Suresh was now sure of. If he could, he'd be losing his mind. Hell, Suresh was starting to wonder if he was the one that was losing his mind. But he wasn't. Even though he couldn't see them, Hong could obviously sense them. The driver was pacing around nervously, and clearly considering hopping onto his bus and just driving off, leaving the whole crew stranded there. The very possibility of that propelled Suresh into action. He ran up to the director, not caring about how crazy or demanding he looked, and absolutely insisted that they needed to pack up immediately and leave. They broke out into a shouting match, stunning the rest of the crew into silence before Mark stepped in and took Suresh's side. I heard the words sweet smell and shadow, Mark tells me. That's how I knew Suresh was experiencing something like what I had earlier that night. And that's when I realised that the prayers weren't enough, that we weren't safe there. Furious but outnumbered, the director finally gave in to Suresh and Mark's demands, then ordered everyone to pack up. Within 15 frantic minutes, everyone had boarded the bus. As they drove off, away from that cursed location, Suresh, who had been sitting next to Mark, somewhere towards the back, hugging his knees against his chest and rocking back and forth, allowed himself to look out of the bus's window. All these years later, Suresh still won't tell Mark what he saw. All I know is that it made him start crying like a baby, Mark says. Suresh and Mark are quiet for a moment, before Suresh uneasily laughs off the palpable tension. Phew, that was something, huh? 
he says weakly, then clumsily excuses himself to use the restroom. Mark waits a second, before telling me that he actually did some digging a few years after that night about the history of that bungalow. There were rumours of suicides and even murders. Nothing confirmed, of course, he says. Not officially. He suspects that's what the chanting and the sweet smells were all about. They wanted us to join them. He pauses for a beat, then continues, tilting his head towards the direction of the restrooms. I think that's what he saw that night. All those spirits calling out to him, reaching out to him. Another pause, then, what worries me is that he hasn't stopped hearing them since then. Mark and I light another cigarette each and wait for Suresh to come back from the restroom. And wait. And wait. But he never returns. If you want to discover more of Southeast Asia's other side, subscribe now and follow us on social media at We Are Hantu. You can also buy official merchandise on Redbubble and be one of our supporters on Patreon. Like Austin, Ghost Maps is recorded on Audio-Technica mics.